Hello, and welcome to this extremely spooky few episodes of the Lorgoifs. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm a tentacly boy, Eldrazi, named Bob. I'm Taya. And Doug's here, too. Doug, Doug is also here. Unfortunately, Grace was not able to make it for this first part of the campaign, but we are so excited to bring you back into the world of Innistrad, but not with the typical D&D Wizards of the Coast game system that we're so used to. Um, we're going to try for something a little deadlier, and that's why we decided to use the Call of Cthulhu RPG system and weave it into this end of year several part campaign and we will see how our Innistrad investigators have managed to survive if they can survive in a post emrakul noping into the moon part of history so with that call of cthulhu if anyone hasn't played it it's a fairly simple straightforward system in some ways everyone is a human, unlike D&D, where we've got characters who are heroes who can do extraordinary things. Imagine you're just you and you're trying to get by in this world, much like any normal Innistrad person or human. You have certain stats. They're out of 100. Your particular expertise in a stat is ranked within that. And what you need to do is uh, when you do a skill check, you need to roll below that number. And depending on how well you do roll, that can actually uh, determine how well like you actually succeed in that particular task. Um, if you roll above that number, however, then consequences are to be had. Sometimes dire, sometimes not, depending on how poorly you do. The other thing to note, too, is that you do have a little bar called luck, and that is another resource that you have to balance. Um, if you make a roll and it is actually not super far away from your ideal stat number, you can spend points from your luck in order to uh, get closer to a success. That can be a little bit tricky because that permanently lowers your luck for the campaign. And if I ask you to make a luck check and you only say have 40 points left, that's a 40% chance that you might actually be successful. So, Or some of us are just naturally unlucky and start with 40 luck. That's also a thing. Oh my goodness, there are a lot of emergency vehicles. And so with that, um, before we begin the campaign though, why don't we go around and introduce our um, characters. Sorry, Michelle, before we do that, I think uh, it's important that we talk about where you can get either your magic product or your Call of Cthulhu product, and that would be cardkingdom.com. Easily the greatest place to get all of your gaming needs on the internet. Absolutely. Uh, the other people we would love to thank, thank you so much for reminding me, Bob, I got so excited and carried away, are our patrons on Patreon. Thank you again for continuing to make this podcast as awesome as it is. We would not be here without you. Yay, thank you. So, without further ado, yes, please, please introduce your characters, friends. Sure. So I will be playing the Cathar missionary named Brennan Ball. A pacifist from the Temple of Cathar. Um, afraid of spiders and crustaceans. That seems problematic on this run. <laughs> you know. Aren't all the crabs like giant leviathan sea monsters? Yeah, yep. the spiders, though. I mean, you've yeah, seen spiders, spiders spawning, seen. right? They're just everywhere. Yeah, but I, so, so that's a problem. But I feel like the average Innistrati probably doesn't see a crab every day. Well, yeah, we'll see. As long as we're not near Nefalia, that part should be okay. All right, and I'm Doug. I'm playing Dirk Hardcase. Dirk is a gravedigger who was kind of put out of business um, by the whole Emrakul fiasco. But he's a, uh, you know, rough and tumble street brawler who fought his way up in the in the uh, hard-edge world of, of grave robbing. And now is just uh, down in his luck, looking for any way to ma make a few pennies. Right. And I'm playing Lena Ellis, former Kathir, who was researching how to slay a particular demon in the archives of Threeben and found some hidden knowledge about the fourth angel Lisa and decided that, you know, maybe it would be easier just to work with the demons rather than trying to kill all of them uh, in the wake of the Hell Vault destruction. And she had been... You know, tossed out of the church and left to die, uh, which actually turned out to be a pretty good thing when the angels turned on everybody and started murdering them. 
uh, because she was out in the woods um, spreading the word of Lisa and, you know, the ability to coexist with the monsters of Innistrad. By the way, this is, I'm going to, I'm just going to own it. This is the first time I've been playing Call of Cthulhu. So if things get a little um, rowdy and not by the book, uh, that's just how we're rolling. So um, funny story. Michelle is the only one who has a book. So if we're not by the book, nobody's going to know. I, I bought one. Oh, Taya, throw your book away. <laughs> Make my sentence true. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. And I have access to Michelle's book. So really, it's just you. Fine, Beeble form I go. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost another investigator already. No. <laughs> or have you gained thousands? Could you imagine? How You're gonna have to make Beebles so many in their, their little trench coats. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Just that would saying. be so cute. But so all cute. their skills would be like three. You know, it's a game of numbers. I mean, if you Sometimes have enough, win, if you have enough, some of them are bound to succeed. Right. Exactly. One one out of a hundred that try. And with that, let us descend into the madness that is Innistrad. Um, so the camera opens up on a wintry Innistrad landscape. Snow falls from the sky in soft, fat, round snowflakes, uh, little clumps of them descending very gently towards the ground as we... Uh, see a little village in the area known as Gavany, um, a part of Innistrad that is known to be perhaps a little bit more human, perhaps a little bit more uh, tame than perhaps the deep terrors that can be found in Ophelia or the uh, vampires that can be found over in, well, in the mountains of Innistrad where, the, where more dragons and vampires can be found. And we see... The, the snow descending upon little roofs, little look almost like storybook gingerbread houses, uh, almost like Tudor style houses, where a huddle of villagers with torches, some of them sporting, you know, a couple of tentacles here and there, all of them weeping and crying as a large burly man with a broken nose and the official ribbon and medal of the mayor stands on a box holding a torn holding the torn cloak of what looks like uh, that's of a, a small cloak that looks like it could have belonged to a child and he booms his voice booms out over the crowd uh the large crowd that has gathered he says our young children are futures they need to be protected I, the mayor of this town, Dinkelsburg, I, Regis Umlauf, will give 20 gold to any investigators who can come forward and bring our children home. We must find Brigitte. We must find Wilhelm. I will give them 20 gold pieces each. Uh, excuse me. I, you, you there. Is this a dead or alive situation? I, well, I, well, yes, of course. We wish that for, for, the, for them to be alive. Uh, this is important. Well, yes, but if they are dead, is, do we still get the reward for bringing back their, their uh, remains? Oh, as you casually try to bargain all of this in front of the entire heart, uh, heartbroken town, um, a woman next to you just bursts into tears <laughs> at the idea of the children being um, dead. And uh, the, the the mayor looks at you, um, and he scratches his broken nose, and he um, he he focuses on you with like surprisingly keen hazel eyes, and says, "Who are you? Who wishes to make so many demands of of this town?" I just want to understand the terms of the contract. You see, I'm from out of town. Yes, I I, I uh, I'm intent on getting this reward, but. Uh... If it does come to it, I, I have special skills in transporting bodies. So, <laughs> what do you what do you look like? What does your character look like? Can you give me a description of how Dirk is dressed in this winter on this winter's day? Sure. Yeah. So Dirk is uh, bald. Uh, just a looks like a uh, British soccer hooligan. Yeah, totally shaved head, but with uh, some nice little side mutton chops things going on. He's got a you know just a 
black dirty coats covered in soot somehow, even though I'm not sure in Strata's industry, but he managed it. And yeah, he, he absolutely does not fit in in this little town. Um, he's, he's just kind of wandered in because there's no work for him in the city. So uh, I don't think he's, any, anyone feels super at home. And if the mayor has a broken nose, this guy has just like a totally destroyed, mashed up nose, scars on his face. You know, this is, this is one scary looking customer. Uh, yeah, and um, Regis sees this and he kind of backs up a little bit on his soapbox and says, uh, any, anyone else? Uh, does anyone else wish to help us find our children? I'll do it. I, I, I will help you find your children. Uh, oh, oh, two, two more uh, let's see, uh, perhaps your your services are not needed, uh, kind sir, as uh, Regis looks at Dirk a little nervously, and he turns towards the uh, two voices that have piped up in the crowd. I mean, I think I can um, handle this, but, but what's what's the payment for uh, bringing them back dead? I think that's an important thing to establish. We will not focus on bringing dead children back. <laughs> we, we will only focus... I, this is not great for my campaign for re-election <laughs> if I have to talk about dead children. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you got to give us motivation fact, here. I mean, what if I do all this work and look, it turns out they've look, already died? Brigitte, I look, Brigitte is my daughter. I do not want to think about her being dead. Well, if you just give me a number, she you is... can stop thinking about it. All right, I just uh, do not do not talk. To, I, I am the mayor, and he, he like in a huff turns around and he turns towards um he turns towards uh, your character uh. Bob's character and Tay's, and Tay's character, and if you two could introduce yourself, uh, introduce yourself, describe like where you are in the crowd, where you are in the town, and so yeah, uh, just give us an idea. I was standing near the back of the crowd, leaning up against a post. I'm wearing, you know, pretty ragged clothing. I still have my Cather's leathers on, but all the insignias have been removed from them. And it looks like they haven't had anything but field patching for a while at this point. And, you know, really in need of a shower after being out in the wilderness for a while. Mm-hmm. Would you say your character's pretty tall? And Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that pretty, detail. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that makes sense. Um, yeah, uh, she's a tank. Yeah. She is tall, uh, you know, just wide-shouldered, absolute you know, you know, complete, you know, warrior build and obvious that she has spent a lot of time, you know, fighting, uh, and surviving in the wilderness. Nice. You think basically we're, we're looking at the, the femme version of Garrick is, is would be a good approximation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love, I love this. Uh, Bob, where's your character in the crowd? Uh, so my character like? would be making their way to the front. They're uh, the polar opposite of probably both of the uh, <laughs> compatriots here. He's very clean and put together. He is probably out in the out in the town square already, flyering and you know asking people if they uh, have heard of the Cathar and their mission and what they're out to do. Smells a little bit like peppermint oil, I would assume. <laughs> yes. Um, as you as you draw closer in the crowd, a little kid like sniffs and turns around, hoping that it's candy. Oh, and, gets and to I totally have it. I totally have it. I'm just like, here, don't even think about it. But it's one of those like old, solid, rock hard peppermints. You you take it out, you give it to him. Uh, there's like a bunch of lint stuck to it from your pocket, and he he looks at you, and he's like, oh, this is very dirty. <laughs> I don't even think twice about it. Just keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you gave me a dirty candy. Yeah. So so Regis clocks both of you. This this willowy, um, nice smelling cathar. This is a very rugged looking uh, woman in, in what looks like former cathar's clothes. And he he brightens up a little bit at when he looks at. Sorry, was your, your character's name again? Brennan. Taya. Oh, Brennan well, and Lena. Lena. He looks at Lena. He's like, "Ah, yes, you, you will be, uh, and and you, you are. Oh, I've seen the both of you. You, you both will be perfect. All right. Uh, look, look, Dinkelsberg. Look upon our heroes. Uh, we have found people who will bravely go out and try to find our two 
lost children, one of which is my own Bigita, and we will find them. Now, now go home. Keep an eye on your children, and, and I shall confer with these very kind people here. And uh, Regis gets off his soapbox, having dismissed the crowd. And as the rest of the uh, populace of the village walks away, um, including one little boy, trying frantically trying to pick fluff off of this piece of peppermint candy, he, he beckons towards the two of you, <laughs> uh, not trying to not make eye contact with Dirk. Oh, Dirk strides up super confidently. And as he walks up, he's saying, so how about 15 gold pieces for the children if they happen to be dead? You're a really awful negotiator, aren't you? Well, well, what would you offer at this point? I mean, I, 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 I turn sideways. I, I, I really are we allowed to persuade players? Can we persuade PCs in this game? <laughs> you, I think you can. It, it'd um, be an opposed role, but yeah, yes. be opposed role. Yeah. So basically, who describe to me what you want to do? I will essentially want to convince Doug that. Saving the lives of children and bringing live children home has the value of over a hundred gold pieces per child, so that his character will feel like he's getting a lot of wealth out of saving these children and bringing them home without him actually getting any wealth. Okay, so I think that this is going to be a con- uh, this is an opposed role. I'm trying to figure out what what skill I think uh, Doug uh, D- Dirk would have to to put against this. I, I would think say it's that's just... like a willpower roll. Yeah, that's a willpower roll. So go ahead and roll against each other. So I'm... How, how do we roll this against each other? Because like, the, I'm the trying to persuade success, him. The greater success would win. Yeah, mm-hmm. where's the willpower on this? It's just uh, pow. Ah. Yeah, it's just pow. Okay. So I rolled a 30. My persuade is a 60, so that means I got a pretty good success, right? Yeah, that's a hard success. Yeah. And I got an 18, and my power is 55, so that, I think that's also a hard success. Oh, I think that's a... No, it's not... I it's think not that's critical, a critical, but... Well, it's success. not quite critical, yeah. but it is better so, but than... I think, yeah. um, so... I think that's a tie, though. Yeah, that's a tie. So who has the greater power, I suppose, I think that, that comes down to? I think that would be Dirk, right? Power? I think we're both at 55 for power. Yeah, I think Dirk just takes it because his margin was higher. Yeah, I think so as well. So unfortunately, um, I mean, you could, if you want, you can, you can try to push the roll, or you can um, use your luck. Uh, I'm not going to push the roll. Okay. So um, I, I do you, have an absurd amount make... of luck, though. <laughs> yeah, I'd save it on stuff that's actually important. <laughs> All right. So, so, so uh, yeah. So you, um, you give, give in, me a... in real. Um, I, I think real quick for people who aren't familiar with Call of Cthulhu, there the concept of you know, push your roll is you essentially, um, you say you're going to push it, you describe how um, you get a re-roll, and if you fail that time, something really bad happens. Yes. I I can, as the keeper, I can basically <laughs> make uh, those consequences quite dire. Um, so, Dirk, you remain steadfast in your opinion that we need to be frank and talk about dead children. <laughs> which is not something that anyone here wants to talk about. I just want to get a a proper rate established. You know, this is a a possibility. I don't want to go into this blind to what the actual net reward is. I want to bring up, like, the gif of Willy Wonka. You lose, sir. You get nothing. I'm just going to be, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, it's like, well, here's your options right now. You can come with us. For a chance to make money and you know hopefully we will find the kids and if not you can negotiate with that later or you can stay here and not have any chance to make money at all i don't, i just don't want to be in the position of, of trying to negotiate right after the fact that hardly seems fair M- mayor can you give me a, a nice hard number i think 15 would be totally fair regis looks at all of you he says well we have been arguing about this out here in the snow next to the village stockade. <laughs> I would very much like perhaps to bring you back to my town hall and I have some cider. We can maybe talk about this a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, I really, unless you really like talking next to the stockade. <laughs> sure, let's go inside. 
All right. Uh, so he, he leads you into the town hall. It's this beautiful wooden building. Like It has these like uh, dramatically curved ceilings, uh, flying buttresses and whatnot. Um, the woodworking in this area is, is rather renowned, and Dinkelsburg seems to be top-notch in terms of uh, their ability to create a good building and so on and so forth. So no one else is inside the town hall. There's a fire roaring in the large hearth uh, hearth at the uh, very top end of the room. It's a long kind of hallway. It's a long room, not a long hallway. And Regis leads you to the very, very end where there's, you know, there's a bit of mold cider kind of like on a kettle. Um, over the the fire he kind of stomps off uh, the the snow on his boots and he motions all of you to sit down um, at a table and he takes the kettle off he he pours all of you a tankard of steaming mold cider and uh, he sits down and he he sighs and he says all right this is uh this is difficult for me um as i mentioned before I actually feel like this is my fault, uh, but, but I, I obviously want to get reelected. How is it your fault? So it has been a few months since uh, the the giant monster went back into the moon. Yes. Uh, since then, we have had children disappear from our village every couple of weeks, and we, we've tried in vain to search for them. They were they were out doing. You know what what uh, children in villages do? We we ask them to collect kindling, firewood, chestnuts, truffles. Sometimes it takes a pig. They go out and get truffles. Each time they they did not come back, and then we woke up to find children gone gone from their beds. Uh, their little trundle beds, just cold in the morning, with no one to warm the sweet quilts within. It it was. Harrowing, I, I must tell you. And every time we've tried to, I've tried my best to investigate, but this time it has gone too far. My my only daughter, Brigitte, um, and he takes out uh, like a, a sketch of um, his little girl and he shows it to you. Uh, you see on the paper a kind of like a an 11 year old girl. She's uh, got straight hair. She's uh, wearing. She's interestingly enough like wearing breeches and she looks more like a tomboy. She's got big eyes and it's it's a it's a black and white drawing, so no color, but she's wearing breeches and a coat and what looks like a little tricorn hat. And next to her is a little boy. Uh, the little boy looks about four and uh, he is wearing uh, what looks like a pair of later hosen, and and he's uh, also looking solemnly out. Uh, th- these are both uh, they're both like really. There's a family resemblance, obviously. And uh, Regis says, "Yes, uh, the girl. Her name is Begita, and uh, this is, I suppose, my my nephew. Uh, this is Wilhelm. He see after the uh, events recently with the big monster." and all of the, the tentacles. Uh, his parents were killed, and so he came to live with us. Unfortunately, it's just been me and them. My my wife has been dead for the past 10 years, and uh, I've been trying my best to make do and protect them. But, uh, you know, being mayor of a little town like Dinkelsburg is hard. It's hard. I know they're a little overwhelmed right now, but have you asked the Church of Sigarda if they could provide any aid? Uh, unfortunately, the closest convent uh, church, we, we try to reach out. Uh, it's, uh, he uh, takes out a map, and uh, he spreads it on the table, and you see um, it encircled um, with the uh, with a sign of, like, Abyssin. It says, there, there was a uh, St. Greta's is the closest convent here. They are not precisely devoted to Avicen, but we just kind of use it as a shorthand. We sent a runner out there a couple of weeks ago to try to get help, but no one came back. The runner never came back. So we are not sure what happened. Uh, my runner, he was a young strapping boy. Uh, he was a young strapping man. He was, ah, uh, uh, yes, that was... That was... Uh, Moritz, he was 
he's not a child. He was like 23. So, so is the gold reward for all four children and the runner, or is the runner extra? Well, if you can find the other, I mean, at this point, you know, we've been, you, you know how life is if uh, someone goes missing for more than two weeks, we just assume they are dead. So if you suddenly come back, I would be more than happy to give more money. Ah, excellent. But yes, uh, they, they must come back alive. Um, so, so, do you have any leads believe. at all? I saw you hold up the cloak during the call in the town square. Uh, yes, he um, takes out the cloak. You can see the cloak is is small, um, clearly meant to fit a four year old child as opposed to a eleven year old child. And uh, the cloak is uh, torn. See, if you want to roll any skills to see if you can glean anything from it, that would be. That would be good. If not, then I can just go on. I don't really have anything that's useful here. Gotcha. The The cloak is a dark green color. Um, it's torn in some places. It looks as if a something sliced through it. Okay, now that's something I can think of. Can I roll my uh, wilderness survival to see if I can recognize whether it's like a particular beast cut or something else? Absolutely. Go for it. Right. Um, that is a failure by fourteen. So just a, a normal fail. Yeah, it's not at all uh, something that you recognize. It's perhaps it's the way that the the cloth like is woven, or perhaps the way that the tear is uh, marked. But you can't really make head or tail of of what's going on with that particular slash. But yes, you can see there are several slashes in in the cloak. You can also see on the um, cloak is a brooch with a um, the symbol of what looks like a, a charging boar on it. Oh, oh no, and Rija says, uh, my trackers found this in the woods just a day ago, yesterday. This, this was something that we were not expecting to find. It brings us a little bit of hope. And uh, we, they've been lost now for almost 24 hours, so we were hoping to try to find them. But as you see, you know, he would not have left this behind uh, unless something dire happened. This is the emblem of our our family. Uh, he would not try to lose this if he could. I mean, he's a very responsible four-year-old. We have trained him very well. And uh, he, he goes back to the map and says uh, he, he points at what looks like a large swath of forest that's between... So the way the Dinkelsburg is... Uh, is situated on this map is that uh, so a Thraben, which is the large city it's about a three hour horseback ride away to the south and then you have um dinglesburg and then i think about uh northwest about half a day's horseback ride away you've got saint greta's convent and then you've got this big bunch of woods in the middle and then further further up north you see that there's uh in fact um some the the geography starts inclining in order to create enormous mountains and um he he uh once again points at the woods and says this is where they were sent not not far from the town at all uh we we just wanted them to pick up some kindling and then come back right away and and they were just they vanished uh, uh- have you taken a, a more solid look about around where where they went disappearing? Are there any any clues? Or? Have you checked the bottom of any local gorges? We do not have any local gorges. I mean, there are many different threats in the wilderness. I mean, we, we did get rid of many of them uh, in the world. Like, we, we just took our pitchforks and holes out, and we took down several tentacled werewolves. Um, so we're, we're fairly certain that everything in the forest should have been t- seen to. Yeah, but, the, the uh, woods have been fairly calm lately. I just was out there for several weeks, and I haven't seen much. Yes, uh, we have come to a truce with a local supernatural entities, and as far as we understand, no one, even under truce spells, has broken their words, so we, we honestly have no idea. Maybe it's a new presence in town, we are not sure. He he puts his uh, mold, mold cider down, he looks at you and says, like, I will give you anything that I have, including this. And he uh, takes off his uh, mayor's uh, gold chain, and he puts it on the table and says, if you can bring them back, this will be yours. Do you have any suggestions on where we should start? Is there anyone in town we should talk to? 
Um, perhaps you should talk to Peter. Uh, he lives with uh, Heinrich, who is uh, the, the local the local doctor. Uh, they are over on the outskirts of town. They they have a window uh, next to the forest. Perhaps they have seen something. I, I talked to them, but uh, you know they they're a little weird. Really into eyeballs. <laughs> Not sure why. And just to clarify, the gold chain reward, this requires bringing them back alive. Right? Yes. I, I, I was getting that implication. Uh, yes. I will, I will give you what I can. I mean, this is really ceremonial anyway. I mean, I, I will still be the mayor. I, I'm not actually giving you the mayorship of the town, just yeah, the yes, chain. Yeah, that's fine. I wouldn't want to be mayor anyway. If you want, if you want to be mayor, you have to run against me in the election that's coming yes, but, up. But surely a sense of closure is worth something. Wouldn't you say? Um, all, all right. If you come back, and I will give you ten gold pieces. Excellent. It's a deal. And, and if, I, if I, I spit into my hand and reach it out. Uh, Regis just looks at it and looks at the spit kind of running off your hand onto the table and kind of like just gives you this really disgusted look. Well, be that way. Still a verbal contract. <laughs> He, he looks at all of you and says, I would appreciate if you could perhaps begin the search right away. If you wish to talk to Peter and Heinrich again on the outskirts of town. Yeah, I think that would be a good place to start. I was hoping to get some rest after getting back to town, but this is too important to stick around. Uh, so I think we should get started right away. I, I agree. I, I think the children come first. And really, as, as part of the Cathartic Church, payment really wasn't necessary. More for me then. Um, so the three of you stand up. You you make you make your goodbyes. Regis puts his Umlaf puts his uh, chain back on and it presents you with like some rations and um, he gives you the map so that way you have an idea of what the the surrounding area is like. Um, and you make your way across town. As we're traveling, uh, Taya, what's your character's name? Lena. Lena. Um, Lena. So I'd like to turn aside and talk to Lena without Brennan hearing me, if that's possible. Yeah, what, uh, let me see, what skill check? I think you need to make some kind of skill uh, check in order to make sure stealth? that. Stealth? Is that good? Okay, I'm really yeah, good at stealth. If you can, if you want to go ahead and. And that is, yeah. So I, my, my stealth is uh, 70 and I rolled a 68, so. Brian, I'm going to give you the opportunity to, if you want to listen in, then you can. If you you don't have to, but you can make an opposed check if you want. Do I make a listen check? Yeah. Yes, you make a listen check. Haha! I have a 50 and listen, and I got a 46. <laughs> okay, so um, you hear everything that is being said behind okay. you. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so Dirk takes Lena aside and says, uh, You seem a practical sort. Uh, so we can certainly go freeze our buns off, rescue these children. You know, maybe they'll be alive. Maybe we get our 20 gold pieces. But uh, hear me out on this one. Uh, we go take a three-hour ride back to Thraben, hang out at the pub for a few days, uh, and then I know where we can find some, uh, some recently buried graves with uh, children matching this description. So we just, we dig those up, we come back, we get our surefire 10 gold pieces, done and done. We'll probably have to ditch this loser. Doug, are you? On the way, though, he All seems. Right. I, I, I have a reaction first. Yes, please, please describe. <laughs> I, I am, I am going to turn around and in demonic say, you're worse than most of the demons that I hang out with. And I also want to roll that as an intimidate. Okay, go for it. All right. Um, I'm assuming he doesn't speak demonic, so the language check probably doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it's going um, to sound can you roll awful. Will but can you uh, roll willpower, um, Dirk, to see how well you can resist this incredibly intimidating sure. person? So, all right. So I, I succeeded on my language check. Excellent. And a string of harsh guttural sounds emerges from your mouth. I did not succeed on my intimidate check, though. Yeah, and ah. I rolled a uh, 27, um, which which is that a uh, uh, second level success, whatever that's called. So it's less than half of my yeah. power of 55. Hard success. Yeah. Yeah, you, you do. That's a 
hearts. I think that's a yeah. good success. Um, either way, I so, failed the intimidate roll to begin with, so it doesn't even. So, uh, Dirk, this this person, this uh, <laughs> this new comrade of yours, turns around and, and at um, at your suggestion, utters a series of extremely strange and uh, harsh sounding noises at you and then uh unfortunately because your intimidation it didn't really go so well so is that um, a yes? are you wearing like a hat or anything are you wearing a hat or anything lena uh no lena is um has very scraggly brown hair that is quite unkept um, so as you are saying this, um, you're standing right under the eaves of a, of a of a roof, and it's very very slanted. So a big plop of snow just happens to land on your head as you're trying to give him, <laughs> trying to give Dirk like a serious side eye. Okay, yeah, well, I brush the snow out of my hair, and I'm just like, well, that was a no, and fuck off. And if you're gonna <laughs> act like that. You know, you're not welcome. All right, we'll stick to the main plan then. But let's just keep this in our back pocket if things don't go right. Let's not. Um. So, Brennan, you hear yeah. all of this. Do you do you do anything? My character does nothing. Because okay. <laughs> Dirk is big and scary, and my character would rather not have to fight with him. All right, so you, you make your way across town, um, and you reach what is clearly um, the... The Doctor's Abode, you see a beautiful little woodwork sign uh, that says Dr. Heinrich uh, serving uh, all medical needs. And then like in a hastily carved bit to the side, it says, and Peter. <laughs> and then you also see another sign like hastily put next to it, uh, tracking services for hire. And yeah, it's a it's a nice little like gingerbread looking sort of house. And uh, as you as you get closer, you see um, on the door, uh, the, there's a lot of interesting ironwork on this particular door. There's a lot of ironwork elsewhere, but this one's been shaped into like you can see in the delicate like kind of filigree like uh, ironwork, um, you know, various body parts like a hand or a foot or an eye or a head, um, possibly denoting the uh, trade that the doctor deals in within. So yeah, you're you're at the house. Uh, let's knock on the door. All right, you knock on the door and you hear a a voice from within say, uh, "Coming, uh, coming!" And uh, the door frantically opens and you see in front of you uh, what looks almost like a, a mad scientist sort of person. Uh, there's a a wiry older man in his like 60s, maybe uh, late 60s, early 70s standing there. He's wearing a lab coat. He's got kind of a, a bunch of like lenses in front of his eyes. So his right eye looks really, really, really big where his left eye looks normal. And he's also got holding a jar of eyes <laughs> as he opens the door. Yes? <laughs> Hello, are you looking? Are, are you looking for medical assistance? Uh, no, no. Come in. Not Come necessarily. In. You uh, look very pallid. Your humors look unbalanced. Uh, uh, I, I believe my humors are, are fine. I'm, I'm quite humorous, but what we're, the reason we're here is, is, is less humorous. Um, we are, we're looking for those missing ch children. Ah, oh, uh, I see. I see. Uh, well. Uh, Come in. I will. I will get my husband Peter. He will come down. Uh, but in the meantime, are you? Would you like a complimentary leech session? Uh, Acu an Acu leech section a session. I have a jacked here. As he bustles all of three of you in, he like uh, produces a scroll out of his sleeve, seemingly from nowhere, and shows you like uh, a body chart with like various points where like little cartoon leeches. You have seem been like drawn. a distinguished medical man. Uh, would you? Uh Happen to be in need of any uh, dissection experiments? Oh, hmm. yes! All right. well, I'm, I'm currently out on contract, but uh, when I get back, we can talk. Oh, I am always looking to discover more things about the, the wonders of the body. <laughs> All right, well, the, the reason we're here is we're trying to find out if you've seen anything odd in the woods. You know, we're looking for the children. The mayor asked us to take care of this and he said that you might have seen something or know something being this close to the woods ah yes uh we are close to the woods mostly because um when people found out that well you know i i discovered that acu suction slash acu leech therapy is best when you've got a 
calmer environment. So we, we tried to build a, our institution a little farther away from town. But uh, be down, be down, come down. And you hear a thud coming from the second floor and a a man uh, with a larger nose and sandy hair, uh, kind of like in a nightgown. <laughs> you see his head kind of pop out and says, what is it, my love? And Heinrich says, uh, Peter, uh, these people, these fine people are not interested in the acu-leach treatment as uh, they wish to speak with you about the children. He turns to all of you and says, are you sure I can just put one leech like right there? So good for sleeping. I just put, I can just put it right there, right Right in the middle of your forehead. I- I'm good, thank you. So, uh... Oh, okay. I'm not not so much on the forehead, but if you could put one right on my lower back, that always helps with an itch I have there. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, all right. Uh, turn around, turn around. And, uh, Dirk, you lift up your shirt, and he just, like, puts uh, a couple oh, of leeches yeah, right spot. on your lumbar. Ah, I shall remove them in ten minutes. And, uh, so Peter looks, and he sees all of you, and says... Oh, uh, all right. Uh, just a second. Let me put on some pants. And so he wins, He goes and he puts on some pants and he sends and um, looks at all of you. And he, he runs a hand through his sandy hair and says, All right, I will, I will tell you my harrowing tale. So I, I was not there when I saw the children, but recently I have been out talking for play um, as the great feast of, well, I guess formerly St. Gisela um, was coming soon, but... Anyway, I was I was out hunting some hares, and I was I was actually not too far from the convent, and I heard. It was eerily silent. I heard a giggle, coming from there. It, it sounded like a child, but I was not sure, and so I went closer, and and then I saw something, something that was so terrifying. So, and he he reaches his hand out to to hold his husband. And, and Heinrich, like, um, was fussing over... He was fussing over Dirk's back, and he, like, drops the leeches and comes back over and, like, hugs hugs Peter. And Peter begins to... He, you, you see in his eyes the the, uh, the shock of someone who has seen something truly horrifying that it cannot be described. And he says, I, I still... I still try to forget it. I mean, the acu-leech therapy has helped, but... Uh, I, I I think that perhaps if you went to St. Gretas, that would be that would be a good place to start. Uh, I had a feeling that but, was going to be the place to head anyways, but I think this just confirms that suspicion. Uh, so Heinrich, Dr. Heinrich like soothes his husband and he says, All right, Peter, go back upstairs and, and put the leech right underneath your right temple like I told you to. That should help. And uh, Peter <laughs> nods silently and picks up like a couple of uh, winter apples um, that have been dried and preserved and walks back upstairs. Um, and H- Dr. Heinrich looks at all of you and says, is, is there anything I, I can give you? Any Anything I can help with? I, I know that the, the mayor, he doesn't really like to talk about this ever since his wife died, but uh, or disappeared, rather. Uh, he says she, she died, but her body was never found. So I always wonder. I always wonder about that, but... Uh, it's in Israel. Many things happen. If if there's anything I can do, I have some some books on uh, some of my findings of some of the creatures out there. I would be very um, interested in that. Ah, all right. Uh, just a second. I will be right back. And so he goes off. You hear a couple of clunks and uh, and what almost hears what almost sounds like the buzz of a chainsaw and <laughs> a few other squawks. And he returns um, some feathers in his hair, and he holds out to you, Lena, what looks almost like a leather-bound journal. And he says, I have compiled all of my findings from the various creatures um, that I found uh, around here. We were relatively untouched by the by the tentacled monster and their ability to push together people and, and squish them together, but... Uh, and you, when you open the journal, you see like there's um, some sketches of di- dissections he's made. It was like a half pigeon, half squirrel that was put together, and he's just sort of like oh, um, trying to. These are quality yeah. sketches. Mm. Yeah, and if that that's excellent yes, thank stitching you. there. Ah yes, yes, thank you. I actually this is this is not a stitching situation. I I found the pigeon squirrel like this. I 
Oh. No stitching. <laughs> 100% organic, I think that's what they say. Yes, free-range organic squirrel pavement. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but uh, yes, as you can see, the, the more I gathered in the field, I, the, the more Peter came home, uh, the more he found more of these creatures near the convent and uh, near the mountains. So uh, hopefully... Hopefully this will be helpful. Definitely a good lead, and we thank you very much for your time and your leech, and especially this book. Uh, Would you like any leeches for the road? I have a jar right here. Um, You can take it, like I mentioned, if you you get get a little sad. Do you you have any of the uh, jalapeno-infused ones? Those are great. Actually, yes, I do have some jalapeno-infused leeches. Please, uh, come right, uh, just a second. And he he goes back again. You hear the whir of a buzzsaw, <laughs> of a chainsaw, and some more squawking, like there's a chicken in the back somewhere. And he returns. Uh, there's a chicken on his head, and um, he's holding up a jar of what looked like uh, basically some leeches in a jar with some jalapenos inside. Oh, uh, yes. Is this what you want? <laughs> Those are my favorites. Uh, All right. Uh, as, as, as fun as, as getting leeched is, which I, I, I will, will not partake in that, uh, are, are we kind of trying to, to prevent a, a Nina Tucker situation here? I believe it is time to, to go. Yeah. I well, do believe we setting. should go ask the mayor if we can um, borrow some mounts for the trip to the convent. Ah, uh-huh. uh, yes. I, I do not think he will be grudge. Um... You, of course. Uh, so, because this is to help the children, he just tucks the um, he just tucks the jalapeno um, leeches into. All right, I, 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 I reach in and, and grab one, and pop it into my mouth. Mm. That's good stuff. No, <laughs> Sophie, my prize leech! You ate her! You monster! All right. Well, thank you for the leeches, um, and uh, tell all your I'll medical like- friends. I've got connections. I can find you. Uh, Bodies that have been donated to science by people who just want to help out. I'm very skeptical of that. I'm already walking out the door. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yes, you you three leave Heinrich, uh, having given you his his, uh, journal and a jar of complimentary jalapeno leeches. And you make your way back to the town hall where you see Regis again. And Regis says, yes, I I thought I sent you away. What what, uh, are you doing back here? Um, he, he comes out of a side room in the town hall. Well, I think our next step of our investigation takes us to the convent, and seeing that it's a fair distance away, I was wondering if you could provide uh, mounts for the trip. Um, he, he frowns a little bit, and he says, Ah, you are going, you're going there. Yes. All right, I shall should, provide should, should we not be going there? Your face tells me that maybe, maybe we should think about this. It's our best lead right now, unless you have another idea. He's like, oh, I, I thought you would be going to the mountains right away, uh, but I, all right, uh, yes, I shall provide you some, some horses. Uh, he he um, closes the door behind him and throws on his coat and says, all right, follow me. And he um, leads you all to an adjoining stable uh, where uh, three very fresh horses uh, are are hanging out, doing horse stuff, just doing be- being horses. He <laughs> says, "All right, is there anything you need? Do you have rations? Do you do you need tents or anything? Are you planning on staying the night out there? The the sun is setting soon." Well, I have my survival gear. I don't know about these other two. I mean, I'll always take more rations. Yes. Yeah, the- so he he nods and he um goes back inside and picks up a couple of what look like older um looking pieces of like essentially camping gear and he hands it to both Brennan and Dirk and says I I think you perhaps should, should take this and uh, he also if you do not mind I will give you this and he takes out um, a uh, some green crystals uh, three green crystals on three different strings and he says this is for luck is from a former uh, jade crystal mines that uh, we used to have a long time ago um, they are supposed to bring luck, so please wear these. Sure. Dirk puts one on. Yeah, I'll okay. wear it. Are there any, like, obvious carvings or insignia, or it just look to, to someone who's completely untrained in, you know... Yeah, but the, just look at it, you do see some carvings um, on it. Uh, sure, I will, um, I will accept your present. 
And thank you. All right. I'm going so, to um, make it look oh. like I put it on, but I'm actually going to like just stuff it into the you know the inner lining of my armor. Um, can you roll me like a stealth or yeah, something I can do stealth. similar? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a failure. And Regis kind of looks at you and says, "Do, do you not trust?" Oh, do you need help? I can help yeah, you. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, c- I could use some help here. This, this, you know, this leather armor is really bulky, and I was just fumbling with it. Uh, uh, not a, not a problem. Uh, he he helps you put the pendant on and says, "All right, your your horses have been saddled. You're ready to leave, I suppose. Uh, I <sighs> may cigar to bring you luck. Yeah, we will do our best to bring your children home. Thank you." And, uh, yeah, you, you get up on your horses, and we don't really have, like, horse riding in <laughs> Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> it's mostly just cars, because it's mostly held in the 1920s. So I'm not going to make you roll for, like, vehicle or anything like that. Um, I just, just, I'm just going to assume that all of you generally know how to ride a horse well enough to at least get out of town. Yeah, what, what do you decide to do? You know, given that... Time is of the essence. I think we should just take the most direct route and take the road um, to the area near the um, destination and then start doing an investigation from there. Okay. I, I'm open to suggestions from... I'll, I'll, let, you, the rest I'll let you fancy ecclesiastical types do all the thinking. Just let me know when I can hit something. All right. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're under a time crunch, so uh, shortest route possible. Mm-hmm. No sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> and so our intrepid adventurers uh, go off into the woods to figure out what the heck is going on with uh, these missing kids. Hopefully, Dirk might be able to at least get some gold out of the situation. Who knows? Perhaps Lena just might knock him over the head first. Um, I mean, accidents happen in the woods of Innistrad all the time, so... Oh, yeah, yes. Accidents. Quote, unquote, accidents. <laughs> yes. Accidents. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so again, a hearty thank you to Card Kingdom for being uh, wonderful. And thank you so much to our patrons on Patreon. You are as precious to us as the pure light of Sigarda is to Innistrad. So we, we appreciate you very, very much. Um, you know, your backing yeah. gives you hexproof. Absolutely. Um, no fear of growing various appendages at all. With that, I've been your keeper, Michelle. I've been your pacifist, Bub. I've been your ex-lady, Lena Atea. And Doug was here, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.